Welcome to River City Media's rehearsed, rehashed, and reattempt at a show this week. We made it two minutes. If you want to go to YouTube and look at it, we had a great two minutes right till it dropped us. But evidently, we got kicked off of Facebook. My fault. Sorry about it, guys. Two weeks in a row would cause you a problem. Welcome in the first star of the show, the man, the myth, the legend, Robbie Davis. Don't say ass. It might have been my gut kicked us off the air before. It looks like we got our bleak kicked. Yeah. Yeah, we got we got kicked off nice. Robbie, did you have a good weekend and enjoy the sports? I did have a good weekend. Um, a lot was going on, um, you know, but I, I had a good weekend. Can't complain. It was uh, pretty nice weather. I, I did get rained out of golf on Sunday, but um, Saturday was nice. And, you know, just another weekend. One, actually, one of the probably the last weekend, the rest of the summer, I don't have anything planned or planned for me. That is wonderful. Now, you did have trouble with your friends. You tried to go to the race, and nobody showed up for you. I, 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 I owe you an apology. kicked off the air the system just reset we're good to go robbie so you tried to go to the race and nobody let you down yeah so i'm uh so i'm at that age where i uh don't think i have any more friends that don't have kids <laughs> and so <laughs> i uh and, and, and i'm just one of those i didn't mean to start doing stuff by myself or i gotta get new friends it, that's that 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 that's my summer dilemma. I've spent a lot hey, of time. Wait, myself. wait, wait, wait! I gotta have to get more friends. I don't necessarily need new friends yet. Just more friends. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you getting ready for the draft? Are you doing the research? Have you been to camp yet? Man, I am on Aaron Rodgers' watch right now. Right. So much of it depends on what he does. All right, I hear you. You have an email that you can send out while I'm talking to Rod for a second. Since I, a failure. I have tweeted the Facebook uh, thing on Twitter. And we're up uh, to 12 viewers right now, so something's going right. So, I think my, my niece is tuning in from Australia, possibly my sister. My I assume I can share this news. I don't know, but I'm going to. Uh, my sister uh, became a... Australian uh, citizen today. So, oh, all right. Congratulations. If you're watching. That's wonderful. That's awesome. Do, do yeah. you think we could get her on the show to explain Australian rules football to me sometime? Oh, yeah. <laughs> she can try. Okay. She'll she, she have to Google what Australian rules football is first, but then um, she, she can go from there. It is, uh, you know, that. Do you remember it being on ESPN, or y'all too young? I don't remember. No, I've been, remember I've been it. to, I've been to a, I've been to Australian rules football, but I've been to a rugby game um, over there, and it is awesome. Yeah, yeah. All right, the man, the myth, the man in the low light, the Raj in California still, 
you got to go, got to take your youngest to a Dodger game. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, it was awesome. He YouTube video every day, Dodger highlights. I love LA. I swear I didn't do anything. My wife being from Chattanooga, she asked for one thing, and that was to let her have the Braves, and I could have everything else. Uh, but, yeah, he's over here trying to pimp himself on TV. But um, all he wanted to do was go to Dodger Stadium. And, uh, like I said, we saw the Dodgers in Atlanta, and the Dodgers hit one home run uh, when we lost two out of three. It was by Pujols in the top of the ninth when the game was already over the last game. Uh, we got to see eight home runs, two grand slams. I mean, it, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, they were playing songs left and right. Uh, well, that doesn't really show, like, where we were close to the field. That's, like, uh, right behind the celebrity seats. But um, um, big thanks to a good friend of mine, Greg Sandici. And, uh, yeah, we got to go. And, and we, it was a really – you my wife was a Braves fan, and it's a really fun game to be at. It was – Every other ball was just a rocket, including Pujols hitting a monster bomb off of Josh Reddick, who is the biggest wiener on the face of the earth. Uh, but, yeah, here's a little bit better shot. We will be that guy. So that was us down there, and that's him. Very stoked. So, uh, actually, head back home tomorrow. I'm at my sister and brother-in-law's house now. Lighting isn't awesome for me. I apologize. But, uh, yeah, it's been a great trip. Great trip. Oh, I just want to apologize to the listeners and the viewers for us getting kicked off because uh, whatever happened, it was not, I repeat, was not related to me saying the word ass. So I just want to make that clear. Now we have a free for all. So <laughs> our viewership would go up. Hear say that. But yeah. Robbie made a good point, Rog. I did have a hat on that had some branded logo. And that could have been part of the problem. So I went to my standard game day Tennessee hat. And I'm going to tell you, I said it once. I want it on the air. I want to keep it repeated. I am going to win the league this year. That's all I got to say. Um, before, enough with that nonsense. <laughs> my final Randall, well, you'll be lucky to, to get, make it back to your home. Um, I was just looking while I was posting on Twitter and – I don't know if anyone's seen today, but uh, we have a lot of ball fans that watch the show. Um, it looks like – so Kelly Harper just signed an extension through 25-26. Barnes is through 25-26. And um, v, uh, Vitalio – Vitalio. Yep. He's signed through 25-26. So all the major ball sports programs are locked up. And coaching stability until 25-26, and then we have football. So we'll see how that goes. we have the 800-pound gorilla in the room that we will talk about later with Tennessee ball football. It's a shame we can't get the football program pointed in the right direction with the momentum we have in all the other sports. Mm -hmm. But, again, um, guys, we are going to bring you a special. Uh, we will make the final planning. It appears it will be. Can we just go ahead and announce that we're going to do it at our alternative spot? Uh, we may need to clear that first, Robbie, so we won't put it on the air. But the, the alternative spot that we talked about doing it at will be where we go to. Since I can't get an answer back from our friends at a certain chain. So, um, I like but, that. A non-announcement announcement. A non-announcement announcement. 
if you join us next week before I get us kicked off the air, you'll be able to find out about it. The other news that we need to share is that at that point will be all of us in a studio, which I think we're going to try to do more of during football season, not Zoom, but all three of us get in the studio somewhere, make it a little easier. I think a little funner too. Uh, as long as it's not the local, local, we might even go to a bar. Who knows? I can drive us back home. But anyway, first subject of the night, we'll rehash again. We had a great topic going earlier. The Washington football team, of course, stripped the Redskins from their name a couple of years ago. Has sent a, a questionnaire to their fan base with some of the most ridiculous names I've ever heard. Robbie, you have that list pulled up. Share it again with everyone. Absolutely. So it, the options are the Aces, Ambassadors, Anchors, Archers, Armada, Aviators, Beacons, Belters, Brigade, Commanders, Defenders, Demon Cats, First City Football Club, Griffins, Guardians, Icons, Majors, Monarchs, Pilots, Presidents, Razorbacks, Red Tails, Red Wolves, Red Hogs, Renegades, Riders, Rising, Royals, Rubies, Swifts, Warriors. Which is out. Well, yes, yeah, Warriors has been out. Uh, thank you. Washington, D.C. Football Club. Washington Capital City Football Club, Wayfarers, Wild Hogs, 32 FC, in parentheses W32. I don't even know what that means. Um, I don't either. That, that's, uh, that, the NFL is not that old. There's 32 uh, teams. I know that. Yeah. Um, and then the, keep the Washington football team. Yeah, which one of those do you hate the worst? Um, yeah, the Washington Capital City Football Club is just too many words and it's stupid. And I'm going to take Raj's point from earlier because it's so good. That is just a European world football team name and, and, and not really American football. It's that stupid. All, I mean, um, we, we discussed earlier. Some of these I didn't even know. Griffins. Monarchs, they're just some that don't connect. The only ones that I like, I don't like, but I would go in no order. Renegades, Beacons, uh, Commanders, Red Tails, um, which is a reference to the African-American fighter pilots in, I believe, World War II. Yes. The Washington football team, the... I don't get the Swifts. I don't know what that is. I uh, don't know what it's a reference to, but you're going to get a bunch of Swifties and probably get into a copyright war. Uh, and then icons, I mean, eh, nothing. I mean, a lot of them are just cheesy Washington capital connections that aren't really creative. I mean, I mean that's like the, hey, uh, everyone shout out your what your ideas are, and one dummy's like the president's. So before we go to Raj, here's what I thought they would do. 
there's some historic names tied to franchises. One of them that no longer exists is the Bullets, so they couldn't go there. The Snipers are close. I like the DC defend the Defenders, but we just had an XFL team that was the DC Defenders. Uh, so that's just too close, and that would be a lawsuit in a heartbeat. I like that they the try to reference the hogs, but if you're a 250-pound woman, do you want to walk around with hogs on your jersey all day? I don't think so. If you're 250 pounds, maybe you don't care, but if you're 150 pounds, you probably don't want to do that. No, no. I did like the wild hogs or whatever that was, but Raj, what was your take of that mess? Um, you know, we discussed it a little bit before. We all like the hogs reference. Um, the red hogs seems like they're forcing use of uh, the color red, the descriptive color red. Hogs is a reference to the 80s uh, offensive line, to the, the hogs, the, those huge dudes in the trenches for uh, the then Redskins. Uh, wild hogs, I mean, that movie sucked. Uh, it was. Was that Tim Allen, John Travolta, Martin Lawrence, Horrible. and William H Macy uh, decide to go across how the country? How do you mess up a movie with that class? I, I mean, mean I, I think the up? movie was messed up when they started to cast that movie. Hey, Robbie, um, I'm gonna let you know when when we get three R Sports, the movie, and, and after we get our contract, William A Macy is you. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it now. It's that. I have no idea who that is. It, it, uh, that's you, He's the dude from Fargo and the dude that stars in Shameless. You're probably more like his Shameless oh, character. Oh, gosh. Um, but I love Shameless. Yeah. I yeah that I that is so going to be – I've already cast it. And there's only about three Indian actors, Rod, so we're going to have to look really close. Uh, you know, well, maybe a, nat- a Native American or Hawaiian dude could pass this day and age. We could get The Rock. Yes, I look exactly like him. Yes, yes. Uh, but back to this, um, you know, we talked about the Armada, uh, it's a reference to the Spanish American war in 1588 in which England defeated King Philip of Spain and sent a bunch of boats back with their tail between their legs. I don't really understand how that's like significant in American history, the belters, you know, we talked about the beltway and stuff, uh, this doesn't sound right anytime you're naming something after a traffic pattern or road seems pretty lame uh we talked about griffins um there's a high school in southern california where i'm from and i hate to give them props but they're very good because they recruit illegally and they always have the los alamitos griffins and a griffin is i did look this up is a uh animal with the body tail and legs of a lion but the head and wings of an eagle so you got a lot like like lion eagles or some eagle lions or something would would be pretty sweet. We said precedence. So, I mean, how how lazy can you get? Um, that's clearly like a Harry Potter reference. That's only yeah. that I can come up with. Totally. I think, I think we. What about? Um, I think. What about Washington gridlock? <laughs> or or Washington uh, freeloaders, taxpayers. <laughs> The one I thought would be on there and I didn't see it. I swear I thought the word monuments would be on there. The Washington Monuments. 
I actually kind of, I mean, of the cheesy ones, I kind of like that. Of the, yeah, I mean, the other what? one that I was hoping for was the Senators because I, I, I think that has some reference to the old baseball team. It already has some name credibility. So the Washington Senators would be. I wouldn't say credibility. Well, they did. 69. If you're, if you're yeah. over 50, you remember them. What about, I, I think one point, too, is. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to switch up, but Rob and I said it before. Anything with football club just doesn't sound like American football. It's, you know, our reference in oh, the, the international football, i.e. soccer. Um, I like DCFT, you know, the D.C. football team. Uh, team, to me, conveys more American football than club. Uh, Royals, Rubies, I mean, what country is this, you know? Like, uh, I know we play a few games in London every year, but come on. Um, I swear, some of these are just the laziest attempts, and uh, it baffles me. It really does. Demon I mean, cats. I, remember, I mean, I some of these. Clear favorite though. Does everybody have a clear favorite? Um. Well, yeah. I mean, some of these have to be just to throw these people that are going to get all these copyright trademark, just throwing them off the path to be like, oh, I'm gonna try to cop get copyrights on all these guys. Um, my favorite, if this is the list, um, keep the football team. I, I am 100% with you, Robbie. I think it makes the most sense. It's the best name on there. Uh, I do, I, I like the, the hog reference, but I don't think they get it accomplished. Yeah. I think it's just. Yeah, what about, what about the. The Washington players. Are we going to come out and be like, bong, chicken, bong, bong? Or the, uh, Washington people, D.C. The people. How about the uh, Capitol riots, the Washington Capitol riots, or the uh, the filibusters, Mr. Smith, yeah. the Washington? You know, they just play. They just kind of like fart around on both sides of the ball, make sure you don't score and they don't score. And, at the end of the you know day, we don't know who won. It's kind of like Washington, style. Washington recesses. <laughs> How about abstainers? Uh, yeah. I, uh, God, I want to make a joke so bad, but it will kick us kicked off the air. I've learned already tonight. I'm just going to sit her down right there. But it was yeah. going to be a good one. All right. Anybody have a. a, a a, a, a stirring case for anything other than the Washington football team. I mean, I'm used to it now. I actually kind of like it now. Yeah. No. I mean, no, I'm not. I mean, the, the Red Tails, if you're trying to make some good graces for some of the past indiscretion, I, I do value that name. And Washington. I, you know, I, I agree with Roz, though. Like, if you're gonna if you're gonna get away from Redskins, I would just drop the red altogether. I think you're just because what you don't want to do is get in the, the the shallow end of the pool. Like if you're gonna change, make a change. You don't want to be one foot in, one foot out, and have some people still mad, and then do this all again in five or ten years. Well, I felt the same way about the name Renegade. There's some. There's some Native American reference in that, yeah. and Warrior. 
Well, yeah, and you're going to have to – I mean, it's going to depend on what the logo is going to look like. Um, you know, I, I would I would do – I would – They've got, they've got it. They've got the football team. Keep it and move on. And and I, and I mean, most people like it. Most people you got used to saying it. Right. I agree with you, uh, Raj. What's your last word? You'll get the last word here, guys. I'm just making sure things are flowing out. If you're wondering, why I mean, the phone. I like WFT. Like I said, I like DCFT. I think that guy has a nice ring and. You know, I can just see a little bit, little black, little uh, gold action with some of that maroon or whatever color they call it. Uh, I think that'd be dope. Uh, I also, you know, I like want monuments or memorials or something. You know, when you think of Washington, D.C., what do we think of? Uh, you know, maybe not as literal as presidents, but, you know, something that affects senators, those types of things. Um, you know, just keep it real. Some of these that are just out of left field, like I said, Spanish and British references, Razorbacks. I mean, I get it from the Hogs reference, but like, is this Arkansas? I hope not. Demon Cats. Uh, you're gonna have to explain that one to me. Um, DC. Just keep it real. Be original, like Rob said, and keep it real. Um, side note: Speaking of football, just totally off topic. Um, friends of mine went to the new Raider stadium in Vegas for a concert over the weekend and said, it is amazing. For real. It is a battle of the stadiums now. Yeah. Well, I hear SoFi is way better than, and, but SoFi has a cost 3 billion more or something like that, but it's also a lot more expensive to build out there than it is in Vegas. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've heard it's, it's very clean it's and well done. Money. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I'm anxious to see both these days. Yeah, I, I can't now. wait for Titans to play out out west. The uh, the Falcons even. I just need some friends. I need some friends without kids to come with me. <laughs> yeah, Vegas is a little Good. different than Atlanta for the race, so maybe that that carry some weight. Good luck. All man. right, guys. Uh, that was a great subject. We talked about it twice. Let's move on now. And, and, and this is the subject that I most want to hear you rant about, Robbie, because I, I expanded the subject to include penalty kicks, penalty shots, no. hockey, soccer. It's got to be the most anticlimactic, dumb way to settle a sporting event to me. I watched the last 15 minutes of Italy and England and you go from a full-out, running-for-your-life, panic, playing for your existence to, okay, we're just going to stop the game. We're all going to line up here and kick the ball until somebody wins. Wow. It just seems so lame. What do you, what do you think about it? Uh, me first? Yes. You, you, this is your topic. I'm going to let you have the first all right. So... I've, I've been listening to some different different takes on this today. Keep going. Um, reset or center for just a second. I'm, I'm listening, but I'll be off camera. Okay. So I've been thinking about this and listening to it. And I was trying – I've heard people try to compare it to different things all day long. Um, I, I, I think – well, so, so hockey, 
the NHL they don't do shootouts in the playoffs. Well, that's not how, they do it in the regular season to stop just wear and tear on the game and get you up. But in any kind of tournament setting, the NHL doesn't do shootouts. They they you'll play overtime till till, till someone scores. Um, right. PKs. I don't say they're anticlimactic. They are they are exciting. They're just stupid. They're 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 they're, they're it's a bad way to end a ninety-minute match with three substitutions. I was so I think my what I was comparing it to in my mind would be if you take in let's say football, you put the your best tackler on the back of the end zone, and the other team has five players one at a time. They start the ten-yard line or fifteen-yard line. And they see if they can get into the end zone, <laughs> and that's how you decide the game. It complete. Does that make does that analogy make sense? Yeah, that yeah. I'm hoping you can visualize it. But it's like that's how you're ending this game. Is can my my offensive player beat your best tackler um, in a 15 yards, essentially a sprint to a different corner, and if you tackle me, then we do it again and again and again. It just changes the whole. I mean, just it's it's a different game at the end of the, to end the match. Well, and it, so let's go, go right there. That's my problem. Is that was the problem with the NFL's rule? If your best player is on the defensive side of the football, and that you, the other team, you want all your best players to get a chance to affect the game. So that yeah. was the reason if somebody scores. On their first drive, the other team's offense gets to take the field and equal that because, to me, as your point was, not 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 everybody gets to affect the outcome of this game on your team. Five players. Yeah, and then and then the the the, the best kind of just thought process I heard today was, and it hasn't been. I don't, I think it only happened once in college football, and I don't know the actual specific rule but after so many overtimes now college football is going to just a two-point conversion head-to-head but that's still all 11 guys and you still have to work as a team but they posed a hypothetical i wish i could remember who it was giving credit for it i can't remember it was on uh channel 84 on xm radio uh but they said, "What if the national championship ends like that one year? What's going? Is there going to be outrage? And if so, what month? How much? And would the rules change?" I'll segue that to Raj. Yes, I mean, I this sense of expression that I have now that this fluster is basically how I feel about how these games are settled. I wish it were clear, something more true. Like you said, at least in college football, after two overtimes, you go for two and, you know, there's now selection at that point. Um, there's really nothing true in soccer, it seems, uh, in that sense that, that would sort of weed things out. Um, you know, PKs, to me, the success rate has been as high as 75, 76, sometimes 80, usually over 50 to 60. You've got an amazing player 12 yards away from a big box that's eight yards long and eight feet high. Uh, look at just, you. Look at, look it's at those just, uh, it's, I, Hopefully <laughs> we don't have a, 
Hopefully we don't have a stat checker or stat boy like on a, a what's that one with the reality? Uh, uh, the other one. Around the horn? Yeah, John. around the horn. Stats boy. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but no, I mean, it. you know, it's, it's just guessing and it just doesn't seem right in that sense. Uh, you know, I've thought about this a lot. Could there be some sort of, you know, three on two situation or, or I guess that's too hard in soccer, two on one, uh, you know, from 30 yards out. I don't know, but it just doesn't seem right. It, the same thing happened to Spain. Uh, against Italy, and then it turned around and happened to Italy or England against Italy. Um, it, it is anticlimactic. It doesn't seem right, and it doesn't seem like an appropriate way to settle, especially things on that stage. You know, it just, I, I don't have an answer, and I wish I did. I would rather see them pull the goalies and then strategize around that, keep it 10 on 10. And hey, maybe you keep two defensive players in the goal, and how does Be that sweet. affect offsides? And it's just something that's it. That just because I get it, there's only three substitutions per match, and at some point people are gonna run out of gas. There's no timeouts, or maybe there's one timeout now. But it's not like the other sports where you you aren't continuously moving. But yeah, I mean, it would be like. Running the Tour de France, and then the last stage, you're like, "Hey, guess what? We're gonna go swimming now." <laughs> so, I thought, I think that pulling the goalie thing is a very interesting idea. Um, also, and I'll ask this question to both of you: Is it only the championship round that you feel like PKs aren't good enough? Like, it just a friendly. Can you go and settle it by a PK and? Well, I mean, they end, they end in draws for everything okay. except for the knockout well, stages. Yeah, uh, in a knockout stage, say, then would you be okay with it, or is it just the championship finals? I mean, I think it's a, I think it's just a silly way to end. I think it's silly to play a different game to end the game. Yeah, consistency is always key. Anytime there are new rules, just so silly. How do you feel about baseball putting a runner on second to start an inning in extra innings? Silly, unfortunately. Um, I get it from the stance that, you know, with the pandemic, I think the season, people realize that it is very expensive. It's 162 games, you know, that, that some of the metrics were stating that games were going longer than they were before, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it just doesn't, I mean, hey, you go, a, to hit a major league pitch is, is for a single, for a double, which is essentially what you're granting a player. I mean, I mean that takes a very, very, very few people in the history of the galaxy have been able to do that. Um, I'm not necessarily taking that angle, but I just, it's just a way to, to speed things up and to help force more points for, you know, audiences that, don't have the attention span or appreciation for the game to be played how it should be. Um, I think it's stupid, but I get it, especially during the regular season. They better not do that stuff in the playoffs, though. Um, I don't remember what that rule is, but even though I understand I'm a hypocrite because I just argue for consistency, but um, that's the, if they do that in the playoffs, I'll lose my freaking mind. I think that's ridiculous. So the one I read that make 
made the most sense. Well, the worst comparison is the two sports that this could, this would be like basketball playing 48 minutes and then settling it with a free throw shooting contest. So that really stuck home to me. You know, (laughs) basketball is a physical, a sport that is, can be, but somehow basketball figures it out if it's, but that may be because they're more scoring. But I really liked what Rod said about pulling the goalies. If you can get a shot on the goal, it ends the game, basically. But it, but it's yeah. not even a free throw sh- shooting contest. Because it's like they shoot free throws throughout the course of the game. A PK only happens every so often. Like, while it's a part of, of the game, it doesn't happen all that frequent. And... The person who I – mean, I may have the rules wrong, but the, the, is the person who's fouled, do they have to take the penalty shot in the course of the game, or can anybody take it? I don't know. We're, we're going to get blasted for not knowing that answer, but I'm not going to say something that I'm not 100% sure of. Um, I think anybody can take it. I think no, it's always – I was saying your free throw point is excellent. Uh, like playing one on one down the, you know, uh, to settle a game. And uh, I guess yeah. one person can pick, you know, Jordan, the other team can pick their best player and let's see what happens. Oh, yeah. I wonder who's going to win. Um, yeah. And that's essentially it. You know, you, it's. Well, and and you, have, you have different goalie skills. So one person, you know, it's like you're shooting free throws on different size rims and nets and wind conditions and size of the field. And we are going to get blasted for not knowing the answer to that question. Nothing like picking it. Wait till, wait, are, are we doing UFC right after this so I can talk about more stuff I don't know about? No, no we got another topic <laughs> But we will have a UFC topic later, but it's more, it's more a financial question about the UFC. All right. Any final words on penalty kicks? Final thoughts? Going, going, going. There, there right. A genie lands in front of you. It pops out and it says, I'm here to grant you one wish. And it has to be limited to your favorite team in a sport winning a championship. We've already had some talks about this. But, hmm. Rod, I'll start with you because you've got a lot of championships lately. One team win a championship that you root for, who is it and why? It's a difficult question. Uh, it would have been the Dodgers. And I'd probably still go with the Dodgers. Um, you know, Lakers had 18 to 20. Um, college sports is college sports. I'd love to see SC do well. Um, but, you know, the Dodgers and Lakers are L.A. I was 12 the last time I won one. We won it last year, and still people are talking trash. You know, it was a – pandemic season, et cetera. Although I'd argue that that was a crazy uh, playoff environment. You know, the year before we get robbed by Houston cheating uh, and all that happens is they lose some draft picks. Um, so I would love to see Los Angeles and Houston face each other in the World Series. And I'd just like to see us sweep those cheating jerk faces right off the field. Uh, that would be my wish. And I would be there for all four games behind the plate. 
So no love for the Raiders. It's been a long ride for the Raiders. I mean, it's hard to have love for the Raiders in that sense. Of course, I, I love them forever and, you know, but I also, my pride can fluctuate. You know, I don't rock the Raiders hat too often, as you notice. Uh, but, you know, the Dodgers, just being in that stadium with 55,000 every night, Lakers the same way. I mean, you guys won't believe how, you know, people think a certain part of L.A. is celebrities and people just showing up to win. L.A. is huge. And there are so many hardcore fans. Um, I've slept on the streets of Melrose. I know. <laughs> Melrose. <laughs> Got to go a little bit more east. But, I mean, there is so much pride in the Lakers and Dodgers. Okay. So. I've slept on the streets in front of the Whiskey at Go-Go. How about that? Oh, wow. That's, uh, that, that's pretty. That's some river feet. River Phoenix type stuff right there. I didn't know D right there. All right. Yeah. But I just, no, I just, the Dodgers, I understand, but you know, with the Raiders going to Vegas now and the Raiders being the Raiders, just constantly shooting themselves in the foot. Um, you know, just, it's hard to continue to have so much pride. I, I'll always love them. I'll never change teams. But, and when they make such silly organizational decisions and whatnot, you know, they, don't deserve, they don't deserve it. Um, you know, I, I think the Dodgers and Lakers are, are where I go, um, especially with the Dodgers, because, you know, they're very proud of them right now. All right. I, I, that's a good answer. Well thought out. Um, see, and I'm going to let you go next, Rob, because we're going to hit on the same one, and we've already talked about it, but I, I'm torn. So I, will, I think you're a little more clear. So go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, one, just let's talk about how many championships Raj has enjoyed. When he not only is he naming the team, he's got a, the opponent and a sweep. He's getting real greedy. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I'm lucky enough to be from a major metropolitan market, so we can so, buy our championships. <laughs> so I, I was I was looking back. So in I, I will be 37 on Saturday. So mm. I have. The teams that I was cheering for at the time that I was a fan of that have won a championship are 1999 Florida State Seminoles in football, the the Kobe Lakers, and Atlanta United. So those are my championships that I've been a part of. And we just talked about our soccer knowledge. So Atlanta United was a little bit of a fringe one, but – I don't win much, so I get to claim. I'll claim that. So yeah, so my my team, uh, and anyone knows me probably probably knows that off the top. It's it's UT basketball. That that would be my my. I would be like, all right, I don't have to. I don't have to, any more championships. I'm good. It'd be like the Cubs winning the World Series, uh, or the Red Sox getting there. So what I really thought is where it gets tough for me is number two. So. And it's between the Titans and UT football. Um, while I wasn't a UT fan necessarily when uh, Tennessee won in 98, I was at the game. Um, so I saw it, and then there's at least some recency of Tennessee winning it. Um, but then you get the Titans, the Super Bowl, and that heartbreak against the Rams and being a yard short. And all the all the crushing playoff losses the Titans have had, I almost think 
I think that after the UT basketball, I think I would like to see the Titans break through and, and win the Super Bowl. Um, we've lost an AFC championship game. We lost to the Raiders in, in what was that, 2002? I, I was there. What, yeah. Um, and then, you know, we've had the crushing defeat in the Super Bowl. We've lost, you know, we've had Peyton Manning in our division, Andrew Luck, Deshaun Watson. And we've had some really, really good teams. We went 10 and 0 with Kerry Collins. And then I got got bounced when the, when they didn't call a delay of gate delay of game on the Ravens and gave him a first down. There's just been a lot of heartbreak. And balls have had their championship in '98. Um, I think the second one I'd go would be the Titans winning the Super Bowl. And real quick, it's almost analogous to my Raiders in the sense that the Tennessee football powers that be have just fumbled everything over the yeah. last 20 years. It's very hard to just say, okay, yeah, I really would love for them to get a championship because they haven't even been close. Meanwhile, Barnes and the Tennessee basketball program has done everything right. They've gotten kids, good yeah. kids after good kids. They've played really hard. Um, I admire them. I was impressed with your selection, and, and I would totally agree with you. If I were you, I would be ball basketball titans. Um thing about the Titans is, you know, even though they were the Oilers, you guys have been on them from jump, and and people have supported them from jump, and yeah, they've been very competitive, and um, there were a couple teams that probably should have gotten rings, but that's football, so I get it, and I respect your answers. They're they're our baby. They're they're, they're the first pro team we had, and really, uh, Bud Adams, love him or hate him, he took a flyer on Nashville. Um, it, it is not the Nashville when they moved here. It is not the Nashville you see today. Where, yeah, uh, it's a no-brainer. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So, mine was going to be easy. Um, I was, and I'm much older than you guys. I was 32 when Tennessee won their national championship. Was at the game. Was a Tennessee alumni at the time. But that was a long time coming. And by far, I don't think that was the best Tennessee team of the run. I think the 90 team that went 11 and 1 and won the Cotton Bowl was a much better team. I think the 97 team was a better team than the 98 team. I also think the best team of my lifetime in Tennessee was the 2001 team that went 11 and 2 and lost to LSU in the SEC championship game and just broke my heart in 2001 when we played Miami. That's Jamal Lewis team. Jamal Lewis team? No, Jamal Lewis was the 98 team. He got hurt during that one. That was – You guys had monsters. That was John Henderson and the wide receivers, Meacham, Kelly Washington, Jason Witten. So, um, yikes. Got beat by an LSU team that they'd shut out early in the year. That being said, I felt like I experienced the full, I experienced the national championship every way you could, you know. Um, Vols I, was four, I was 14, Randall, when you were 32. Yes, yes, I, 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 this beard is white for a reason, boys. I was going to say, before the game, you guys were probably doing different things. Uh, <laughs> Robbie's having, was, Robbie's was having cotton guys, candy with dad and – Vegas gambling and partaking in Pablo Escobar's favorite hobby. That's where I was hey, going to say. Robbie's having. Tempe, Tempe, Arizona knows how to party, too. They, Tempe does know how to party. 
Robbie's having cotton candy with his dad, and Randall's having nose candy with his boys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, probably a little different pregame celebration, yeah. both of which are awesome. So, <laughs> bottom line is, you guys want a championship, and and it, like you said, it was a long time coming. I always believe teams have to pay their dues. The Dodgers did, you know, and Tennessee football certainly did. They were right there every time. Um, and, it was to me, it was the fourth best team of that run that actually won the championship. Mm-hmm. Um, the Vols basketball has been the – I compare Vols basketball to Vandy football. Uh, in, in the time that I was around the UT and attended there, I think one year we went 6-21. and 21. You know, uh, they've been some good moments and good bad moments. But overall, Tennessee basketball at times has been an absolute laughing stock. And then at times have been good. So, and Tennessee basketball is near and dear to my heart. And my initial statement was Tennessee basketball to Robbie. I texted him. I said, yeah, that's Tennessee basketball. But after I thought about it, let me go to something else. The Braves, I feel like I was part of a dynasty that only won one championship. But I know what it was like to be part of the best, one of the best baseball clubs ever and the best pitching staff maybe ever. It's a shame they only won one. When I was driving home today, I thought about, I went to every football game, every playoff game the year the Falcons went to the Super Bowl. I'm not sure nothing breaks my heart more than the Falcons losing the Super Bowl, 28-3. to I mean, of everything that's kicked me in the face in sports, that one, I don't even like to hear people joke about it. I'm serious. When people post little memes and stuff about it, I just delete them. I don't want to think about it. To this day, to this day, I seriously have trouble watching New England Patriots football because it hurts so bad. And it hurts because I feel in my heart the Falcons were a two-touchdown better team than the Patriots. And just panicked. Coaching staff, players, everybody. Try but being on the other end of the tuck rule, thanks to New yeah, England. But the that Falcons was the worst i ever seen in my life. The Falcons got there twice. So that was the best here I came team. back to this. If Tennessee won a basketball championship, it would be as unlikely as Arkansas winning a football championship or Miss Ole Miss winning a football championship. So I did come back to Tennessee basketball. Even though the Falcons hurt way more, way more, they've been to a Super Bowl. Tennessee basketball has only been to one Elite Eight in my lifetime, any lifetime, never a Final Four, never a championship game. Shocking to me. That is something that would be earth-shattering to me, to see Tennessee go to a Final Four, win a game, and win a second game. I don't, I think I would lose my literal stuff. <clears throat> but to me, the Falcons are second, and the Vols winning another championship would be third. But I put a lot of thought into that one. Anybody else got thoughts about what, what you think? Um, I – so I, I I would I just want to push back a little. I I think it's more shocking that Tennessee has only been to one Elite Eight and never been to a Final Four. 
now we, yes we put money into that program and like the facility i mean obviously they came along slowly we built a big arena then we had some embarrassments with the drapes and then pearl came along and remodeled it and now the practice facility i mean it's 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 so, ugly from the outside it's state of the art on the inside it's an nba arena on the inside so the ernie and bernie show and i just yeah. for y'all this i was 12 when this happened or was a top 17 that got beat in the opening round of the, of the tournament. Well, and that's when that's when only the conference champions got to the tournament. Right. That was 32 teams. Very yeah. Jerry Green had a great team, had North Carolina on the ropes, and gave up a 12-point lead. Also, the year that Bruce Pearl got Tennessee to number one and they beat Memphis, I would have loved – that team exhausted. If I, I, I wish – that team would have been a little deeper so we could have saw what they could do in tournament time. And then last year's debacle. I don't know that it's final fours we should have made, Robbie, but there definitely should have been deeper runs. Well, that the, the, the biggest disappointment, not disappointment, because I, and we've talked about this, talked about this after the tournament, the NCAA tournament is the most fickle of fickle beasts. Like, Good teams lose all the time, but the best the best team we had was Bone Schofield and Williams. Kyle Absolutely, Vander. that team was experienced. They played with. We had the point guard play. Oh, you had guards. You had monster forwards. You had a go-to yeah, kid. You were smart. Yeah, we uh, didn't have the kid on your roster. I mean, you don't. That, that that doesn't come together often. That that team was that, loaded. I was shocked they went out when they went out. I thought that, they were Final that, Four. Whenever that Purdue kid kicked his leg out in the corner and drew the foul, like it was sickening. I know. It was. Expectations are yeah. the worst. And now, and now here we go again. Uh, Final Four bust on Rocky Top again. Here, here, here comes Dave Hicks out with all of his. If we don't make it, fire Barnes. These recruiting class, this talent's not enough. What's the point? Yeah. <laughs> All star game, five nothing, American League leagues. I think it's five to five one. Two. Oh, now it's five two. It was yes. just five one. Nice. Um, I, I, I'm going to ask the question differently and then we'll move on. Of the teams you root for now, Who's more likely to win the next championship, Robbie? Ooh. I think that's a good question. Um, man, because Mahomes is in the AFC and he's going to be there for the foreseeable future and Kansas City's done a great job at flexing their salary cap, uh, I'm going to take the Titans off the table. I don't think they are. I think their window, they're going to be good for a few. I don't think they get past it. Um, I think it's going to come down to Tennessee basketball, which I know I'm setting myself up for heartbreak again. Um, or I think the one of the best-run organizations in sports is the Predators. Um, the Predators have taken a, a new team, and they've, they've consistently been – a playoff contender. They've been to the Stanley Cup final. They have lost in the Western Conference final. Um, 
I would say uh, one of those two teams. And based on, you know, Pekka Rene retired, which, by the way, great career to Pekka. Uh, great, played all 16 years in Nashville. Uh, fans loved him, and it was emotional to see his last game and wish him the best luck in retirement. Um, but I would say uh, those Atlanta United's rebuilding. They're going to be out for a while. Um, baseball it's to be determined they were up there in my mind um i think the contract helps i think this upgrade to facilities helps uh it's going to be anyone familiar with knoxville and especially that campus it is tight it is tucked between a city a interstate and a river and so how they're going to do this construction how long it's going to take to redo this baseball Stadium and, and facilities. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough, but I think they're they're definitely on the way. All right, Roger. How about you? Ooh, um, all of them. Everybody. I mean, twenty twenty sucked for most, almost everyone except for the Los Angeles sports fan. Uh, we got two championships. It was pretty awesome. I have a sweatshirt that says Dos Angeles, which I know how lame that is, but I love it. Um, that being said, it's so hard to repeat. Um, you know, the Lakers had no offseason last year. They were an aging team. You knew that they were going to run into a buzzsaw, and they were just flat out done. But when they are healthy and when they make the right decisions over the offseason, which I think they will, I think they have a very good chance to win a championship. Um, getting rid of Kyle Kuzma would be nice. But, no, I mean, you know, they – they have the assets. It's Los Angeles. Uh, even though the Dodgers, in my opinion, are the better team right now, if you were able to compare the two different sports, it's really hard to repeat in baseball. And somebody's going to get hot at the end of the year. And the moron Trevor Bowers, I don't want to condemn him yet, but those types of situations of the world are going to happen. You know, and you know, if Bauer was fine and, you know, they they still had all this crap, the World Series be he has played like five games and they have the second best record in baseball. Hey, Answer your question. Saw, oh, Go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, just I saw it was on PTI today. They were talking, uh, Ben Simmons is on the trading block and they were saying he would fit in well with the Lakers. They absolutely. They, so I'm sorry. Go ahead. Bro. Go ahead. No, no, that's a hundred percent. And that's why I said the off season depending. Um, the problem with that is I don't know what they'd have to give up. But, you know, the Lakers will mortgage the future every day, all day to get a superstar and talk about a guy that can do everything that's pass first. You know, he and LeBron have very similar skills. LeBron doesn't want to bring the ball up every time. Uh, Simmons would have so much pressure take it off of him. They, they'd be a phenomenal team. So that's why I say the, with the offseason coming, the Lakers, I'm kind of leaning that way. And, again, with baseball, it's so hard to repeat. But, uh, you know, I think the Dodgers are the best team in baseball. But – you know, the best team in baseball rarely wins the championship, in my opinion. So I just babbled on for like two hours. Off-season, depending, I'm going Lakers. Well, well, I'd rather see think, the Dodgers. You got to think. Look, look who's in the finals right now with the lead, the Suns. If AD doesn't get hurt, yep. the Lakers are, 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 are in the championship again. Yep. They, be, they were up two to one, and the series was over to most. And AD is done. That's basketball, I guess. 
I'm going to set myself up for a little heartache, um, and we're running out of time here, so we're going to have to pick up. Might have to skip a subject tonight. Um, I feel like the I feel like the Braves, with their farm system and all the talent they brought up, they're they're like a player or two away from winning a title. Uh, this year, of course not. With um, I, I'm going to reset just real fast, not completely, but um, we got about. 10 minutes and we're going to be off. Um, I feel like the Braves are close. I think they need some more pitching. But I feel like I have three teams in my little category of teams that doesn't win a title. I'm going to be disappointed. I feel like the Braves should win a World Series with Acuna and Albies in the group and Austin Riley that they have together at some point. I really feel like Rick Barnes is going to have about a four-year window to get it done. I think his window is narrow where the Braves are a little opener. Tony Vitello, after what Tennessee paid him, absolutely the expectation is national title within a range of years. I feel like all that being said, that the national that the next team that wins a title might be the Lady Vols. I feel like Kelly Jarper, uh, Kelly Jolly Harper has the program headed in the right direction. And I think in a two or three year spirit, she might put it together. So we'll put four teams on there and I'll list them as the Braves, Tennessee baseball, Tennessee men's basketball, Tennessee lady balls basketball. I'm just wanting a championship because I'll go through my list. Atlanta Braves, 95. Atla- uh, Tennessee Balls, 98. That's it. <laughs> I think you guys, the Braves need, first and foremost, a new nutritionist and a new trainer. Because that team is not hit by the injury bug, just hammered by the injury bug. I mean, well, it's, it's starters, relievers, and now arguably the greatest young player in the game. They played a lot uh, of I know played a lot of you – know, Exactly, and the same way in depth comes into, you know, but you have young pitchers getting derailed, which I hate to see kids that are just like about to hit their potential. They've had a lot of bad injuries at the worst times, but I agree with you. The core is that is there. I mean, let's not forget they had the Dodgers three to one on the ropes in the NLCS, and one could argue that if one base running error or two, in which the Braves seem to always make the playoffs would have changed everything. And if the Braves would have gone on to face Tampa, uh, I believe the Braves would have beat them. So, yeah, it was super close. Um, and I, I think pieces are there. And, uh, yeah, I, I think the Braves are going to be your best chance. But, um, you know, people have to get healthy because they don't need much. Don't need so, has Tampa, so has Tampa won two cups, a Super Bowl, and then lost in the World Series? Yes. All in the last two years? Yes. And nobody cares. No, they don't. Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. That's All right, guys. Tampa for you. I, I just want to touch two subjects real fast, and we've got about seven minutes, and we're going to lose our feed. Uh, Are we time controlled now? Uh, no. Um, my, Sorry, I'm wasting time. Sorry. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to have to reset the server because it's our our file that I back up everything on is filling up very fast. Uh-huh. Um, 
Trey Mancini, does people appreciate that story and the fact that he got to the finals last night and the fact that a year ago he was battling cancer? And is this needs to be, I think they've done a good job explaining this last night, but I think it was a regional story that became a national story last night. When you hear that story, and I don't know if you've heard it, Rob, you're not the biggest baseball guy in the world sometimes, but when you heard that story during the home run derby or as you heard it, it's a very emotional deal. This wasn't a light, light diagnosis for this young man. Yeah. So, so last night was the first I had heard it. And I may have, I won't say it's the first I heard it. It's the first that it, it caught on and like I put it all together. So I may have heard it beforehand. Um, no, I think, I think it's a fantastic story, a great comeback story. And I think they did a good job last night of talking about it and letting everyone know um, about it. And so I'm so happy he's able to do that. And what a show they put on last night. And, uh, oh, my God. I, you know, uh, yes, I would have liked to see an all-star game in Atlanta. I understand why they moved and I support the decision why they moved it. And Coors Field put on a show and those guys put on a show. And Mancini, good for you. And there's no shame in coming to second. Uh, most of us can't can't uh, get out of bed without aching and pain, without pain. So, well done, sir. Rog, is this a big enough story that ten years down the road, the next movie that we all go see, the next Rudy, the next Miracle on Ice, is the Trey Mancini story? Would have been nice if he won it, if that were the case. But Hollywood can change that with the right, the, the swoop of a brush or a pen. Uh, no, I mean he had stage three colon cancer. It wasn't just—I don't want to ever compare any type of cancer, but it wasn't a stage one something that was diagnosed early. I mean, that's the ramifications of which are are just Damn. insane and deadly. Absolutely, and not only that, if you were to survive there usually will be some you know everlasting repercussions i mean that dude was a young kid that you know came out hitting on fire uh when he was younger with an organization that has really bumbled all sorts of different things and he was their one constant and then the poor kid almost dies um for him to come back and to play like that that was amazing last night's games were uh are just full of subplots with Otani Alonso repeating. Um, you know, it was in Denver of all places. So I, I thought it did a lot for the game, and I thought it was very cool to watch and see young guys like Juan Soto that people don't realize is just a 24-year-old monster. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I mean, to answer your question, someone's going to turn this into something. Uh, you know, I don't see him winning anything else because I'm Baltimore. Hopefully somebody can trade a, a good team. But um, it was absolutely remarkable. And especially that. I mean, that's one of the most taxing, you know, yeah. two hours of, you know, every time. I hate when a Dodger player gets into that. It always seems like it just wears them out. And they don't, they're not the right player for another, like, few months after that. Um, you know, people don't realize swinging that much, that fast, that often with no downtime, um, you know, it, it, it likely will, will mess something up somewhere. And for that dude to do what he did, that's crazy. I mean, literally crazy. Were both of you disappointed by Tony's efforts 
in the home run derby because I was. I was. I turned it on mainly to see Otani hit. Um, I, you know, I didn't expect him to win. I that's a lot of pressure, and yeah, the guys hit thirty-five bombs right now, and and you know, things will probably change when Trout gets back. But, um, like I said, it's a lot of pressure for him to come in, and everybody's just chanting his name, and you know, foreign-born player, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I didn't expect him to win. Um, you know, he he gave the crowd some highlights, right? He hit some like five hundred feet or whatever. But, um, yeah, it would have been nice to see him go further, and I'm sure ESPN would have liked it and MLB. But, um, yeah, he did not do a – I guess he didn't live up to expectations, but I, it was just a cool field, actually, last night. And um, what, what lacked with Otani, I think Mancini made up more than made up for it. Rod, Robbie, did you enjoy it? I mean, you're not a huge baseball guy, but was, was it – because I did as a baseball fan. I really did enjoy it. Yeah, so I wasn't even going to watch it. I usually don't watch. I think in my general rule is I think all-star games are a waste of time. Um, and I wasn't going to watch it. And then, you know what? I was like, you know, we're probably going to talk about it, so I'm going to flip it on. And then I found, found myself in, uh, very enjoyed by watching it and the entertainment. I didn't think Otani uh, disappointed. I found it remarkable that I think he was telling the truth that he doesn't take batting practice. And because he said that they that came out yesterday, or maybe I just heard it for the first time yesterday, that he doesn't do it. And you could tell he was dying out there, which I think makes it even more impressive that he was able to tie Soto and go into, ex, go into the extra time. But, I mean, yeah, that, that was that was what it looked like with me playing three-on-three over the 4th of July. Yeah, like, I don't do that all the time. And so, yeah, I, I, I thought he, he exceeded my expectations. He didn't win, but, I mean, it's a gimmicky thing. I mean, but uh, I thought that, you know, the way they were pitching so fast, I was worried that one of those kids was going to get hit because, like, there would be <laughs> pop-up and they were all looking up in the next pitch, and it's like a line drive. I'm like – Oh no, something's gonna be bad. But no, I, I was thoroughly impressed. Um, Alonzo, good God, it was like uh, Paul Bunyan out there. Just, I floated. There were some, yeah, picturesque shots. One thing that I've never liked though is, you know, Otani had 28 home runs. He had more than two guys that advanced, and I get it. It's the matchup, etc. But there's been times in the past where one dude has had like. 60 homers and lost because yeah. you know in one round you know he had 52 and and uh, to me there should be a, a more of a an equivalence or you know some sort of way to to make that fair because if when i won the championship to this matchup format I, randall it must have been like five ten years ago i mean it wasn't always it, it's, like it's probably yeah about five years ago Okay, because I just remember it being like the top five advance, and then you move on. Yeah, that's the way it was for a long time, and and I'll admit I I, I like the head to head. There's a lot of drama there. There's a there's a I wanted to see Otani advance very badly, uh, and and maybe it was a guilty pleasure of mine, but I uh, I really 
I, I wanted to see him advance. They should do they should do like something like the NBA does. Like whoever's a top seed gets to pick their first round opponent. Yeah. Or, you know, have qualifications for the one that has the most home runs or the one with the most combined feet. Does everyone it was Colorado? Yeah. There was like ten home runs over five hundred, along with the guy that, you know, manages to get through the one on ones. Uh, you know, there, there's countless possibilities. It's kind of like the electoral college right now, though. You know, uh, the popular vote doesn't win it, and uh, that's too bad. Uh, not to say Pete Alonso is not a deserving dude, but um, MLB has been known for not quite maximizing their own potential when it comes to marketing and other things. And to me, this is just another example. So while we're on baseball, before we leave the subject, and we've kind of talked about it. And I, I think I bought us some more time cleaning my hard drive. Um, we talked about the Braves and the injuries, and I really hate it not seeing a Brave represent in that home run derby. Since if it had been in Atlanta, one of them would have been. Uh, Acuna gets hurt right before that. Do you think the Braves are done now, Rog, and they need to start selling the team off a little bit? and reset for a run two or three years down the line? Uh, no. Because, I mean, what are they going to sell? They have a decent farm system, you know, with – we'll see about Austin Riley. I'm not completely sold. Freeman's still got time left on. He's 31. Uh, you know, Albies well, – unsigned. unsigned, as we said here today. That's, that's true. I don't know if they're going to give up and for what. You know, I – what are they? Who are they going to go after? As I said, they they were three to one on the Dodgers in the NLCS. They have young talent. Um, it is odd though. Guys like Bolte were an All Star one year. Now the guy just got the yips and has like a ten ERA. But you know, Soroka's there. There's just I don't think they need to sell. Um, I think there are pieces they could sell and get better for a run next year. I don't think it's time to push the panic button at all. I mean, is this year? Kind of a wash, yeah, but it doesn't mean a guy like Christian Pache can, can't come up there and get serious ABs and, you know, kind of like the NFL, like basketball especially. When a when guy fills in and gets that PT, you're only that much better when the other guy comes back. They are some pieces like Travis Donardo that you could sell off because it seems that oh, the, yeah. the, the catching yeah. job has been secured. You that got lightning like, in a bottle once with that dude. That's all you're going to get ever. Yeah, so maybe they are. Robbie, what's your thought of the Braves without Acuna and so, Soboka and the whole game? Winnable division, so, though. Yeah, so I think this year um, it's kind of just went down the tubes. They were already teetering on the should we be buyers, should we be sellers. This puts them into the sellers category, in my opinion, but not a strong sellers. Uh, I would say this is like a GME or AMC. Only sell if you absolutely have to to pay your mortgage. Um, stick with, stick with the course. We've talked about how they up three to one on the Dodgers last year. They've got young talent. They've got a good farm system. The future's bright. Don't overreact to this news. So if a good deal comes, if somebody comes with you and blows you away with some prospects or somebody, okay, take a look at it, but don't overreact. And just the, 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 they are building a good product, a good team. Um, 
And good God, the fan, fan but you know what? You know what it is? On Monday night, I'm going to the game. Do you know what? They have the audacity to charge at the Omni on Monday. Yes. One, one night. Oh, I just stayed there, so I know. $225. No, it's even more than that. With everything in the ballet, it's probably going to be like close to 400 840 What the? Why are you going there exactly? Who's paying for that? No, no, no. no, no. I'm not paying for it. That's what the room was. And I mean, the Padres are Padres are a young team too, but they don't have any real fans. No, Um, they have none. But if you book like we booked six months in advance for once, it was almost four hundred, maybe more than four. But if you book last second, yeah, you're done. It'll be huge. Yeah, we're staying in Midtown. We're just gonna. I was like, I was like, I, I called the Omni. I'm like, is this some kind of mistake? I was like, 8:40. I was like, I can Uber from Chattanooga back um, for much cheaper than that. <laughs> that Agreed. I, I think you're both right. I think the Braves need to sell off maybe some relief pitching, maybe get a little, you know. I don't think they need to overreact. I think that's that's the big deal. We don't overreact. And you are could, they are they buyers at all no. at this time? Because they do have a top ten, largely considered a top ten, top five farm the system. Minor league um, system that everybody considers so great right now is the talent level at the top end of it is not great. Most of the talent is a ways away. Uh, I could see them trading Donardo, and I could see them trading a couple of people out of Penn. Uh, Ender Incarne, I could see him going to somewhere. I could even see maybe an everyday player like Swanson, who I think won't be there next year anyway. Well, Randall, what do you think? What What's the future with Freddie Freeman hold? I think Liberty Media needs to figure it out. Now, remember the Braves are on a very – they're owned by a media corporation that wants to turn a profit. Yeah. Freddie said he would give a hometown discount already. If you don't go yeah. out and sign Freddie Freeman, it's going to be hard for me to put my Braves jersey on and go yeah, that's, to the Braves next year. Yeah, you're going to lose a lot of goodwill. Yeah, if Freddie Freeman is – Acuna is the best player on that team at this point. But Freddie Freeman is the leader of that team and held that team together in a lot of bad situations. Well, didn't he He'll have a statue someday MVP? outside that place? Yeah. Didn't he finish second in MVP last year? He won the MVP. He won the MVP. Yeah. yeah. But I think for a future, you would take Acuna. Over. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, was, I, was, yeah. I, was, I knew he was in the MVP race, but he won it uh, last year. By the way, my little one is the only one on earth that I know that doesn't like Freddie Freeman. He calls him Freddie Fartman, and I've said this before. And that's only because he went yak in the first game we were there. And early on at the second inning, and Freeman goes yard, he got mad as heck. So he's the only guy on earth that doesn't – even I like Freddie Freeman, not just because he's from Fountain Valley, California, because he is an ambassador of the game, you know, for all intents and purposes. And he'll have a statue outside that stadium someday. Um, at, at this point, he might have one in Cooperstown if he puts another eight, seven, eight years together. I think he absolutely will. Um, mm-hmm. By the way, uh, quick note, I know the game's moved from Atlanta. Um, we don't need to talk about that at this point, but they did honor Hank Aaron with um, you know, his wife. Yeah, absolutely. Freeman was out there, and uh, Judge was out there. 
Um, so they, they certainly didn't go to Atlanta and, you know, 755. Oh, he's wearing 44. Yeah. It was, so that was a tough reference to Hank. There, there was respect shown in the least. But so, anyways, I thought that was an important. But of course, the AL is beating the NL again with ease. So, what are you just do? thank you, you uh, crazy politicians in Georgia. You could have had it in Atlanta. If you weren't crazy. And Randall would have been there. Yeah. Moving on to the U.S. I'll go. Uh, this week, past weekend, the fight of the year. Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier ends with McGregor on the ground with a broken leg. Also, I want to read something to you guys, and then we'll get your gut reaction. And I think we're going to make it through this, and we can finish the show. Conor McGregor, I'm going to read you his record since beating Josie Aladado. But when he did in 2015 was probably the most dominant fighter in the world. In his next fight, he was submitted by Nate Diaz in 2016. Next fight, he beats Nate Diaz. So he goes one and one with Nate Diaz. He then defends his title in 2016 against Eddie Alvarez, who has been two and four since that in wins. He loses the title to Khabib and walks away for about a year. Comes back and beats Donald Cowboy Serona, who is 0-6 in his last six UFC fights. Loses to Poirier, loses to Poirier. His wins are over Nate Diaz in a rematch. A guy in Eddie Alvarez, who's no longer in the UFC, that finished his career two and three. A guy, Donald Serrano, who's 0-6 in his last five. And he was still the biggest star in the UFC until Saturday. The UFC has lost Conor McGregor, at least for a period of time. And at worst, he's got to rebuild his reputation. Has lost Ronald Rousey. And you guys, I know you're somewhat fight fans. But is there anybody out there that can, you can put at a top of a card and you'd be attracted to it? Or is the UFC in legitimate trouble with a superstar? Poirier's not it. Khabib was it. Walked away. Connor now has lost since 2016, Conor McGregor is three and four. Ronda Rousey has gone away, never to fight again. Wow, the star power in the UFC is really in trouble. What is your thoughts about the UFC moving forward with drawing ability? Uh, it's a long way to ask that question, but Robbie, are, is the UFC in trouble? Can we let Raj answer this one first? Because he'll have more knowledge. And I'm just going to go on just what I observed. Raj, go ahead. I mean, Rousey and McGregor, in the end, we learned, were highly marketable people. Anomalies, not Exactly. Absolute anomalies. Total hams. You know, if Rousey, and I don't mean this in a chauvinistic, disrespectful way, but, you know, if she wasn't made to be a sex symbol and and dolled up, which is such a, you know, contrast to her person in the ring that was just killing people, uh, you know, would that have made her as 
famous, if if you will. Um, you know, look, look at McGregor. Um, you know, if he wasn't tatted up and from, I mean, the guy was born in an area called Crumlin of Dublin. Crumlin. I mean, give me a break. Uh, with a sweet accent and made millions on whiskey and other things. You know, McGregor is like Hulk Hogan with Mean Gene Oakland on those spots. Like he is the best soundbite in UFC history. Uh, you know, at this point, good fighter anymore. No, he's. I mean, at this point, him breaking his leg was probably like him doing it himself in the corner. There was no chance he was winning. Still drew 1.8 million. The biggest, I think, paper in terms of point pay per view buys. Um, I think the yeah, top it was. three, the top number one was 2.4 million, which was also him. Um, I think that was against Khabib, but you know, it's it's just marketing and. That's what, you know, like I said, I have a lot of respect and uh, uh, an affiliation, a friend of uh, Bill Dariush, who is not the guy that's going to go out there and say he's going to rip your head off. And, you know, like he he's just a straight up good kid who's religious, who believes that his fighting will do the talking for him. Uh, Dude, unfortunately, that doesn't make a ton of money for you. It, it is right ahead of Connor, but in general yeah. public. Benny Darroosh, you have to be a fight fan to know who he is versus general public knowing Conor McGregor off the top of their lips. Yeah. Poirier, I mean, that's what it pisses people off about McGregor is, you know, he's just a free pass to the great fights and, and he draws fans. So, but that's what the UFC is. You know, it, it's entertainment in the end and then they prove it. Uh, and my, it's not for the true fighter. And if it were, we wouldn't see fights like this. I mean, people spent 50, 75 bucks, 1.8 million, even globally, there was just a ton. And uh, it was an awful fight, you, you know, barely went around. The guy broke his leg. I mean, give me a break. Uh, who, it, do, you, do you even know who the heavy, the champion in that division is now? And you're right a pretty now, good fighter. I knew you were gonna ask me that. Um, if he fought in lightweight, I don't remember right now. Charles uh, uh, Oliver. Uh, yeah, that guy's a beast too. He yeah, is, Oliver is is the champion. That's right. Yeah, he's um, the champ, and nobody even knows who he is. He doesn't get these kind of fights. Which, yeah, you know, no one ever said Dana White wasn't necessarily Ed McMahon, but it does take away from you know the authentic sport aspect of this. There's no doubt about it. Um, but hey, it's not the first time ratings and money controlled sport. So, You're right. what are you gonna do? But yeah, I didn't buy this fight. I did bet on Poirier. That was gonna be my bets. My bet you're not pick. Um, but I didn't watch it. it. Wasn't worth my time. Robbie, what's what's the feel in the general public? All right. So, well, I'll start with me first, and I'll get to the general public that I've talked to. So, I did not know this fight was going on. Did, like, like leading up to the last week, I didn't know, didn't know anything about it. My gist of watching it, or not, I, okay, I did not watch it. I didn't buy it. Um, I, I heard, I saw on social, like Twitter, and I saw highlights on it. To me, and, I, and my notes said WWE, question mark, and going on what Raj's point is, this is what it's starting to feel like. It's all hype. It's all like choreographed. 
it's all to make money, which that's what everything, every, I, I mean, we're doing this. Hopefully one day we'll make some money, but and, and that's the goal for everything. But, um, it, I'm curious. I read today that they partnered the UFC partnered with AMC as far as showing them the fight in theaters for 25 bucks. And so I'm interested to see if that took if any, as first I heard of that, um, and sorry, I'm jumping around tops and we're on time. And I also uh, don't know a lot about UFC. But the what I, so my point of the general public, well, I asked just every Friday out of curiosity, I asked my staff what they're doing for the weekend. Um, all three girls in my office said, oh, it's a fight weekend. And I'm like, really? Um, you know who's fighting, and they are all like, "Oh, Conor McGregor and Poynor, whoever it was, Poirier. the other guy, yeah, Poirier." And I was just like, "Okay." And so I'm like, "Has this become kind of a quarterly, not as big as a Super Bowl, but as a hey, we're ordering this, and we're getting friends together because they're all having friends over. Like, is it more of a social event to be ignored?" Good point. Um, and that's just what people are doing. It's 65, 79, whatever it costs. But it, that's still cheaper than a couple going out for dinner or two couples going out for dinner. So is it just becoming this kind of calendar magnet, for lack of a better term, and that nobody cares what the product is? Because I haven't heard anybody say, oh, that's been a great fight here recently. It's been, oh, we're getting a fight, but even with ESPN having the contracts now, I know this one's pay-per-view, but they have the contract and everyone knows if ESPN has something, they promote the hell out of it because that's how they make money. Um, and so that's just kind of where I'm at. Is, is, is this just a, uh, especially during the summer, is this a calendar placeholder till we get to football? The, that's a good question. And I would also tell you, in the last three UFCs, the co-main and feature bounce have been much better than the headliner. Like we've had the, we've had Benny's fight with Ferguson. We've had Gilbert Burns pulled a huge upset on the undercard of this over Wonder Boy Thompson. And it's like the best fights are now not at the top of the card, you know? It's like... Mm-hmm. It's like the UFC is trying to make, attempting to make superstars. And that's what it feels like to me as a fan. Well, to draw 1.8 million paid views on a fight that started on the East Coast at what, 11 or midnight or something like that? Yeah. I mean, that's amazing to me. Uh, And that's that's globally. So, Europe, et cetera. Yeah. That's also. But that's the middle of the night in most places. Yeah. You know, like it, it's even more insane if you think about it. You yeah. know, we do a UFC show, um, me and my friend Andrew Howard. Do you know we have on that show the most eclectic audience I've ever seen? We have a follower from is, uh, Israel. We have a couple of follow, followers from Europe. We have a guy from right. Canada. I mean, every time we come on, these guys are on there. We started trending in the UK. Uh, our show was at the top of the Facebook UK, one of our listeners. And it seems like it's almost bigger other places than the US right now. Well, 
let me let me ask you you guys this, and it's just a question: Did boxing just completely drop the ball and fall asleep and just didn't? I mean, almost like Yahoo didn't see Google coming, or was this was this just is this just a different style of fighting that that boxing no longer relates? Because I even uh, me growing up, I'm the youngest one here. Tyson was there, Holyfield, Lennox Lewis, like boxing was massive. And, and even like my parents' generation, you know, Ali, uh, Frazier, like that, that was the sporting event. There was nothing like a big fight night. And I'm a, I'm a boxing fan that went to UFC because, because exactly what you said, boxing dropped the ball there. Um, I mean, even, in the days of Sugar Ray Robinson, Tommy Hearns, Marvin Hagler, uh, you know, Golden Boy, you know, they were always a fight, and it was similar. But mm-hmm. UFC, uh, and they are great fighters in the UFC. I, you know, I think we're going to get a matchup with maybe Benny versus Justin Gagey with a chance for one of them to get a heavy oh, So, yeah, I think that's a good point. I'm a fight, I'm a frustrated fight fan that went to UFC. Mm-hmm. I, think I just think there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, yeah, Dana White was definitely a better marketer than boxing. Boxing was definitely, there were more hands a cookie jar. Uh, when it came to dominance in boxing, you know, we all love Tyson and even Holyfield to an extent and Lennox Lewis's monsters, but that really only promoted the heavyweight division. Whereas, you know, later we saw Pacquiao for, for Mayweather and even Mayweather. Those were, those were also characters, guys that could be marketed. But for many years, you know, growing up, nobody knew a light other than Sugar Ray Leonard, who was, I couldn't even tell you the weight class. I just knew he wasn't a heavyweight. Um, you know, now you have submission holds, and it's an octagon, not a ring. And, and um, you, you know, the lightweight champion can be just as popular, if not more popular, than the heavyweight. Uh, there are a lot more technicalities to be scored upon. And, and yeah, you know, broader weight divisions. but um, you know, boxing just Dana White for whatever reason, and, and you know, I hate to say this, it's America today. It's like, why is football the most popular sport? Because everybody likes to see run into each other and see quick points put up on the board, even though there's like 17 minutes of actual playtime. Uh, you, you know, in society today, we want to see people try to maim each other and, and submit each other and show real dominance versus just or gambling, punch, punch. punch. Exactly as well. Um, you know, it, it's it, it's just a different era nowadays, and I, I think we have de-evolutionized, if you will, in some respects. But it doesn't mean that boxing can't come back to where it was if the right. But I think it's certainly boxer dependent because boxing's boxing; it always has. Been. Um, you know, but the UFC seems to be evolving. Um, so, in that sense, yes, I think it's in trouble. Final point, UFC is controlled by one man. Boxing is controlled by about eight organizations. It's hard for them to go in the same direction. So we're way over time. Our memory stick lasted. And uh, it's a great point, Raj. I I didn't mean to cut you short there, but I knew uh, But uh, we need to get to the most important part of the night where I'm in a huge slump while you and Robbie are doing well. It is... (laughs) Bet you're not. 
Who wants to go first? I'll go first. I'm going into the world of NBA. By the way, I split on my Braves. I won my double up. They went seven and five. They had a chance until Kuna got hurt, and then I was gone. My bet busted. In the world of the NBA, I watched a TikTok that has a dog that predicts finals. He <laughs> predicted the Phoenix would win the first two games, Milwaukee would win the third game, and he predicted that the Phoenix Sun will win game four. So my bet your nuts is going with the dog that picks the games. The Phoenix Suns money line to beat the Bucks in game four. How does one come about following a dog on TikTok? <laughs> I got a lot of free time right now. <laughs> I mean, do they suggest you? Like, what are you following to for a suggested user to get a dog on TikTok? I, I think it was the fact that I only follow girls that are half naked in sports accounts, and the dog seemed to fit an alternative. So that's. The reason you probably should probably should try to follow pretty girls on TikTok. Oh, that's true. That's true. But the too dog, many jokes uh, right there. But if the dog has been perfect, perfect, I'm going with it. I'm Speaking of TikTok, TikTok, I was told by my niece and nephew that our old asses need to uh, figure out some sort of presence there. So I was like, okay, no problem. Now we do own I, River City Media on TikTok. I just can't figure out. Oh, how to sweet. Make it work. I just thought it was about boobs, quick videos, and dogs picking games. I didn't know yes. any else, anything else. I don't even know what TikTok is. Is it? Is <laughs> On to the next question. Robbie, <laughs> what's your Rog, we'll let Robbie go last. I, um, I'm actually going to take Milwaukee money on tomorrow. I know that's not like the safest pick, mainly because I think the, the NBA, dog is Phoenix. That, well, actually, I'm usually on board with dogs, literally and figuratively. Uh, but the NBA, and I hate to be this guy, they need a series. Um, nobody gives a crap about Phoenix and Milwaukee. I forgot the games were on. Uh, so I'm taking Milwaukee next game. I think Phoenix will win the series. I think CP3 will get his, uh, his MVP. But tomorrow, lock it up, Milwaukee money line. Even though All they're right. a four-point favorite. Robbie, I'll give you attention. Since okay. So Rod's made that bad pick. He didn't watch the dog. With the dog, so, man. If the dog's right, Rod, you're going to hear about it next week. No well, joke. Story well, of my life. Hey, hey, if the dog's right, then we have just lost viewerships. They can go watch a dog for 30 seconds and get the same analysis they got here for an hour and 30 minutes. I'm not going to tell him where to follow it. I assure uh, you that dog has already gotten more views than we've ever had. So yeah, so not to worry. Y'all, y'all, y'all have uh, covered. We've we've entertained people tonight. You will entertain them tomorrow. I will take over from Thursday until Sunday. We have the Open Championship, which is always spectacular. Um, one of the best reasons is because you can stay up late or wake up early and there's always drinking as a, as a uh, an excuse because hey the opens on watching tv um so i 
I've got a little bit of equity built up in my bet your nuts pick. So I'm going to go out on a little limb here. Not a huge limb, but I like these odds. So I am taking Kepka to win at plus 1600 So I will bet $100 right now to win $1,600. Um, and, and I like him. I don't, you know. Uh, he's a good golfer. He's been one of the best golfers, and I'll take him at, at plus sixteen. He's the which, which is interesting though. He's the third ranked player. So we got Rom at seven plus seven hundred, and Spieth at plus fourteen hundred. Spieth hasn't won anything in forever. I like Kepka over Rom, so I think I'm taking the favorite in my eyes for plus sixteen hundred. The dog pick Rom. The dog picks golfers too. What the dog picks all sports? He's multi-talented. This ain't just your normal dog, dude. Have we assessed how the dog actually makes its selections? Is this he is this a person dog. dressed up as a dog? No, they throw a ball up in the air and he pops it off his nose and it lands in a trash can. So is he picked wrong? How many trash cans do they have? Yeah. Well, I think there was three. And who throws but, the ball? Who's the other two dogs? Was Kepka a trash can option? I think Kepka was a trash can along with. See, see now you're just making things up. <laughs> regulation size. Yeah. What, yeah. What was it? What was the dog? Is it? Exactly. Was it trash can? I'm link to the dog picking the NBA finals. I feel like I can. Oh, full disclaimer my dog makes my pick too. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, the dog did. I will post a link to the dog picking the NBA finals. The dog really didn't pick the golf match. Well, of course not. That's just ridiculous. Now I got hey, y'all, y'all cut into my GME research. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, Mr. GME, you have some final words for us. Um, yeah, so, um, Thanks for bearing with us and watching us. Uh, good, good topics tonight. Uh, I hope we get a lot of uh, soccer uh, hate mail since we didn't know how the penalty kicks work in real time. And so educate us, please, so we will know. And then, um, yes, yeah, should be a good weekend. Um, don't, don't, well, I have a few, few friends coming. If y'all want to come hang out, uh, it'll be a good weekend. Not y'all's and the general public, but just actually you two. Uh, I thought I thought you were just inviting everybody. I was going to ask if the dog was invited. No, oh, I yeah. Want, yeah, you you can tell my uh, gambling budget's been taking a hit because there's no more price match guarantees on charity. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a fun show, though. Raj, what's your uh, final words? Um. We had the MLB draft this week. The thing I thought of the most note, even though they're from Los Angeles, I love the Angels. But for years, you know, they just had mashers. Now Upton's pretty much dead. But they have Otani, Mike Trout, Anthony Rendon, the World Series MVP from a few years ago. I mean, they're just mashing the ball. I uh, can't remember the kid's name at first base. Um, they selected 20 pitchers in the 20 rounds, which was the first time that's ever happened. 
Um, so good on them because their pitching is terrible. And uh, they just always had masters. They got rid of Pujols, who's now been crushing it for the Dodgers. But, um, yeah, with a team with, with just phenomenal hitters, probably arguably the two best in the game right now. And you know, two and triple A. Yeah. And Joe Adele and, and Brandon Morris. Exactly. Joe, Joe Adele, you know, none of them are pitchers. So good on the Angels. The first best thing they ever did was lower beer prices, 50 cents when Artie Moreno took over. Uh, back then I can get a seat in the outfield for a dollar, but that was actually overpaying because they weren't the Dodgers. But this is probably the second best thing provided maybe three or four of these picks make it to the league. But that was unique to me. 20 out of 20 pitchers. Robbie? Can I make a quick, make a quick announcement? Yes. So going to make my bet this week. So one, since we've been on air, Kepka has went from plus 1,600 to plus 1,400. So moving in the right direction. But of greater note, fans of the show will realize, will remember why I'm no longer on DraftKings and I am on BetMGM Bet MGM now. Me too. Who will finish in the top five? Parentheses, all ties paid in full. Thank you. That's how it should be. DraftKings, get with the program. It's unacceptable. Even the top ten says that. Never. I can't even remember the term they even use on that, but – they're stealing boycott. money. Yes, boycott DraftKings. But yes, I'm placing even at fourteen hundred. I'm taking my odds down, but I still like it. All right, my final words tonight, and this is going to be the third week we've talked about Baylor High School. But rarely do you hear of a kid being drafted from somewhere like Baylor in the first round. Cooper Kenny, a second baseman from Baylor High School, was picked thirty-four overall. Uh, to the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. So Baylor had a first-round draft pick. But even more than that, Cooper's dad, Mike Kenny, is the baseball coach at Baylor. I've known Mike. I grew up with Mike. I've known him since he was he was like three or four years younger than me. So this is twice now that I've had friends or acquaintances have sons drafted in the first round of MLB draft. Of course, wow. you know – Dakota Hudson is a starter that's out with Tommy John, was a first-round pick of the um, the Cardinals a couple of years ago. So, owed to this area and the baseball players that's being produced in this area, Brady House, who was a Falls commit, went 11th overall, and of course he's going to skip college now and go straight to the the Nationals. The Bray, uh, the Tennessee had another commit picked in the second round from the Nashville area that said he's going to skip the, uh, the Major League Baseball contract and go play for the Vols. Wow. So the Chattanooga, East Tennessee area, the fact that I know two kids that have been drafted in the first round really speaks to how well the baseball programs in this area are run. Now, I said all that to say this. My friend Michael Smith, he coaches his son, Jackson Smith, who's a real high-level 12-year-old player. And they play travel ball. Uh, and the travel ball teams are able to generate the, uh, income. But I just heard that our local Little League is struggling for money. 
So I'm going to make a donation in the name of 3R Sport to the local Little League Association because we don't get major leaguers unless we have rec ball and travel ball and every other kind of ball. So, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to forget about the kids that are maybe not as talented as other kids. But they they put their heart and soul into it. So when you see kids running a car wash, out collecting money to buy uniforms, they're making an effort to play sports themselves. Take the time to support those kids, man. Uh, take a time to support the kids. And, right. and just just one more piggyback on that. You don't have to get your car washed to still support them. No, Swing by and just drop some money. No, I know we. I, I've done it before. You're on the road. You don't have time to stop and get a car washed. Just swing by, drop in some money, feel good about yourself the rest of the day. That's how we done our donation. The kids were raising money. They were doing the work. So instead of having them wash my car, we just made an anonymous donation. Mm-hmm. So that's that. You know, and I, I see kids all the time out in traffic almost holding gloves and stuff trying to raise money good kids grow up at the ball field so don't forget to support it you know all right guys it was a great show uh we brought some energy tonight even though it was the second week in the row bad production thank you uh uh i think y'all are staying sober for the gang for the podcast i don't know i might need to start <laughs> drinking more does that does that tell you? No, but no, it was good times. Uh, like I said, back to East Tennessee tomorrow. Excited, uh, always refreshing to go home, especially when you get to see your team win twenty-two to one. Your seven-year-old be ecstatic. He's actually outside hitting penny plastic golf balls or home runs. Uh, no, you know, just to see the look on the kid's face, you forget. You know, I remember when I had it, but to see it on your own child, uh, it was very cool. It was very cool. And I saw it eight times because we were hitting the crap out of the ball. So Mookie with a grand slam, you know, it was great. It was a great, great day. So uh, forget not only, you know, take care of your kids and their other people, you know, these summer long year round sports, club sports are very expensive, traveling and whatnot. But, you know, also if you can take your kid to a game and just watch their faces light up. That's uh, I've never seen that smile on his face. And when he was high-fiving people that we didn't know all around us, the beauty of the home game finally, um, I swear it was it was like Christmas morning. So before I wax, sentimentality. Yeah, for, for kids and adults getting back to yep. normal life and sporting events. Um, guys, y'all want to stay on? We'll cut the live feed and stay on for like five minutes and discuss yep. draft and yep. stuff like that. Everybody, good night. Good night. In broadcast.